What's the stupidest animal in the jungle? That's kind of mean, but all right, what is it? The polar bear. Want to know why? Why? Because polar bears don't belong in the jungle. <laughs> Every time. Oh, man, I crack well, myself up. There's not enough ice in Antarctica anymore. Now we're getting deep. We're getting deep. What's up, y'all? Mackenzie Friedman here. Episode three of Wingspan. We got my co-host here today, our producer, Ian Davis. Ian, what's up? What's up, Mac? Oh, nothing. Just recording a podcast, you. Producing a (laughs) podcast. Uh, So this episode looks a little different. Normally we have a co-host, we have some guests, but this week we decided to kind of just strip it down because we are talking to our four draft picks. So We spoke to um, all four of our picks from this year's draft and kind of just caught up with them, what life's like been, what life has been like since draft and um, looking forward to training camp. And so y'all are going to hear our conversations with them coming up in just a little bit. So that'll take the bulk of the podcast. But we, I just said podcast, like I was from Boston or something. That was really weird. Um, Sorry about that. No offense to anyone from Boston, but. Uh, we're going to start with headline surfing like we usually do. So Tiger Woods winning his fifth Masters and his 15th major. Mm. Ian, you played golf in college. Yes. And you're a big big golf guy. Huge. How do you feel about this? Um, it's great. Uh, it's great. You know, not only for golf, but just you saw the reaction in, from the sports world. Not even the sports world. Just like people everywhere um, commenting on this. Uh, it's exciting as a fan of golf. Um, not because of him just winning the Masters, but uh, there's a lot of reaction as if this was a flash in the pan event or, you know, just or just crazy story. But, you know, he's been playing well for the past half a year, you know, so since he I mean, he won the tour championship last year and he's uh, brought in a few top tens leading up to this. So what's really exciting for me is that he went into this tournament with a lot of hype and a lot of attention because he was expected to perform well um, and he got it done. So now he's at 15 majors uh, and, you know, it it's been a minute since he last won one. Um, but I really do think that the rest of this year and you know the foreseeable future he's going to be contending in these major championships and we could see him get to jack's record of 18 so that's exciting that would be pretty nuts i w- wasn't able to watch the whole thing but i was following along on social media and i thought social media was just going to implode when when he won and i think we'll be seeing a resurgence of mock turtlenecks here in um I men's and maybe women's fashion i don't even know i already ordered mine you in did? bolt green oh heck yeah game day fit let's go Love it. So transitioning on to the NBA and NHL playoffs, have you been watching a- either of those? Yes, more of the NHL. I'm a bigger hockey uh, fan than NBA, but I, I am a fan of sports, so I do keep up. I was shocked at what the Clippers were able to do last night, 31 points. It's Can't come back. Crazy. Yeah. Madness. Um, so I'm that also very here for the KD Pat Bev drama. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Real Housewives every time I turn <laughs> on <laughs> a game. <laughs> There's always something. That was a double ejection, right? Yeah. In game one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but at the NHL, um, obviously rooting for the hometown team and the Stars. Yep. Uh, last night was a bummer, but I feel good about Wednesday night's game. It's a must-have. But we were talking earlier, the surprise there is obviously Tampa Bay. Yeah. 
what is happening there? I, you know, I don't know. They were kind of falling off towards the end of the regular season, so that was kind of concerning after being so dominant all year. But yeah. um, who knows? I guess we'll see. We'll That's see. That's why they play. What? What's his first round? Seven games? Five games? It's best of seven. Best of seven. Yeah. That's why they play seven games. So we shall see. But we're definitely rooting for the stars over here in our offices. Um, and one last s- Dallas sports note before we go: Dirk retiring. As a lifelong Mavs fan, just want to give a shout out to the entire Mavs organization. I was lucky enough to be at his last home game, and that was the coolest, coolest thing uh, that I've gotten to witness live. And I feel like I've been to a lot of cool things. So um, I cried a lot what he did for the city of Dallas and just the game of basketball and just people. He's just an awesome person, and there will never be another. So Shout out to Dirk. We'll miss you, but enjoy retirement. He was already at the the last Stars playoff yeah. game, so already holding it down for the city of Dallas. He said he'll always be a Texan, and we will we will cherish that forever. So shout out to Dirk. Enjoy retirement. Last headline, Game of Thrones. Do you watch Game of Thrones, Ian? I do not. <laughs> I don't either. So We're in the minority. kind of awkward, but it's what the people are talking about, so we've got we've to talk about it. Um, and it's not that I don't want to watch Game of Thrones. I just haven't. It's hard for me to sit still that long, and I'm already too far, too far gone. So maybe one of these days yeah. I'll catch up. I read that or something. Something like 17.4 million people watched it, it on HBO. It's insane, and I have severe FOMO. So I really want, I really want to be a part of the group that can talk about it. But if you're a Thrones fan out there, feel free to you know, tweet us or hit us up on social and tell us all that we're missing. Yeah, knowing, knowing me, what's going to happen is at the end, this is the last season, right? It's done after this. Yep. Once it's all said and done, I will have made it through the entire airing of this show without caring. And then I'll say, ah, what the heck? And then like a year from now, I'll start watching it. And then I will just take a deep dive. Yeah, and then and I will like, guys, be guys, guys, obsessed. this show's so good. And they're going to yes. be like, yeah, that's what we've been talking about for the last 10 years. Yeah, so I, I look forward to annoying everybody with my fandom two years from now. Perfect. Well, happy Game of Thrones day finale season to everyone, all the Thrones fans out there. So we are going to start this off speaking to our first round pick, moving all the way down through the rounds. So this upcoming phone call is with, our fifth overall pick, Arike Ogumbawale out of Notre Dame, and we will get to hear all about her draft, all about her experience, and what she's looking forward to about coming to Dallas. Perfect. Well, we currently have Arike with us on the phone. Did I say that right? Yeah. Perfect. And you've got Mackenzie and Ian here, and you are currently on episode three of Wingspan, our Dallas Wings podcast here. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, no problem. What have you been up to today? Um, actually, just came back from at home. I went to Wisconsin yesterday for the Bucks game, but I just finished working home. Actually, nice. How was that? Pretty good. Good, good. one. Good, good. Well, um, we've got a couple just questions with you. Um, you know, catch up the fans, Wings fans, Notre Dame fans, whoever wants to listen about what's what's been going on in your life. And then we've got some fun rapid fire questions to finish this off. So um, I know right, draft cool. just happened a couple of days ago, and I'm sure your life has been pretty crazy since then. So what have the the few days between draft and now been like for you? Um, just a lot of text messages, a lot of 
just messages in general, calls, you know, people saying congrats, and uh, a couple interviews here and there. But it's actually died down more from the field of the draft than actually getting drafted. After that, I was like, okay, that's over now. It's been kind of mellow since then, which is good. Well, that's good. Who or what is the coolest text that you've gotten since draft? I mean, I had um, Nancy Lieberman, she tweeted at me. Emma Smith tweeted at me, which was actually pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. A couple, um, couple Dallas legends there. Let's say, yeah, those are, those are probably top. Yeah, that's way cooler than anybody that's tweeted me. So you definitely <laughs> have the ups there. Um, so draft happened. Now you're just working hard. Training camp's coming up in a couple of weeks. How are you preparing for training camp? Just getting my mind right, you know, back in the gym. I'm actually going out to L.A. for a week to um, work out with a trainer out there. One of my trainers, I worked out with him last summer as well. So I'm going there Wednesday. I'm excited with that. But just, you know, just getting ready, just doing, you know, really what I usually do in the offseason and working on my game and, you know, just getting prepared for it. Yeah, so have you gotten any good advice from current players or former players or coaches or anyone like that as you kind of head into this new this new chapter of your life um I mean nothing crazy just I think you know the what really gets brought up a lot is just do what got you here so don't go out there trying to do things that you don't usually do trying to um you know be somebody that you're not just don't play exactly how you've been playing and what got you here because that's you know that's why they draft you that's why they notice you so don't try to change too much Enrique, our president and CEO, Greg Bibb, had a lot of great things to say about you. One of them was that you love to have the ball in your hands when the game is on the line. What do you have to say about that? That's definitely a trait. I do kind of, I really like to have the ball, you know, in my hands at that, at a time like that. And I just, you know, I live for those moments. I I, I like the pressure. Uh, I, do, yeah, I mean, exactly what he said. I like to have the ball in my hand. I don't think that'll ever change. So clock is winding down. You know, you've made a couple clutch buzzer beaters in your day. What's going through your mind, like, in that very moment? Same, really same thing that goes through my mind every time I shoot it, that, you know, I always in my mind every time I shoot, I think the ball is going in. Maybe other people don't think that, but I think I just have that sort of confidence in myself. Of course, it doesn't happen all the time, but I think that's just the confidence I have, which is, you know, why I play like I do. So, you know, every time I shoot, I – I have confidence in it. Yeah, that, that mama mentality there. So what um, – obviously, Skyler, we're hopeful that she will come back at some point this season. Y'all both went to Notre Dame. What are you excited to learn from your fellow fighting Irish woman? Yeah, I mean, I heard she's a great teammate, you know, great to learn from. I mean, my position coach at Notre Dame, uh, D.L. Ivy, which was her position coach, they're really close. So I know – She's probably a lot not like Neil. Neil loves her. She loves her work ethic. And, you know, Neil tells me all the time. Like, even throughout college, she's like, I wish, you know, I was one of the uh, leaders on this team because you would learn a lot from her. And, you know, to actually finally get that chance and, you know, see everything that Neil's been talking about, you know, how she plays and just the things I've heard about, I'm, I'm really excited. She's a great player. Very cool. So, shifting away from basketball for a little bit, um, I totally forgot that this happened, but I've watched every season – Tell us about your time on Dancing with the Stars. 
that was interesting. It was fun. I mean, when they told me about it, that they were interested in me doing it, I, my SID told me, I was like, uh, what? Like, that was just <laughs> random. I just, I didn't think that's what was going to come out of his mouth. So I was a little hesitant at first, but, you know, that that actually did it and got the chance to do it. It was, you know, the experience I'll never forget and something I went to go get. I met so many great people, you know. It took my mind on fastball for a little bit. It was just a cool experience that not a lot of people say they did. Yeah, I feel like that's something that you just, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You, you kind of can't say no to it. Yeah, exactly. Do any of the dance moves that you learn transition onto the court? Uh, not at all. <laughs> really? What was probably the most challenging part? I mean, I know y'all are training like all day, every day, and it's it gets pretty like physically demanding. And mm. as someone who has played sports your entire life, you're used to that. But how is the grind on the dance floor different than the grind on the court? I mean, it's just because basketball comes naturally to me. So it's not like, like, I don't get nervous for basketball games. Like, even big games, I just go into it confident because it's something I've trained for my whole life. But, like, my first dance, like, in front of the fans, like, I was terrified. I'm like, okay, I, like, I'm, I'm super nervous. Like, that was the most nervous I've ever seen in my life. So it was just definitely a different, you know, environment, different dynamic. But it was, it was really cool, though. Well, I'm super jealous. That's like one of my life goals is to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> so we'll have to talk some more about that later. Have you been down to Dallas before? No, I haven't actually. So I'm really, I, uh, actually, I think a AAU tournament when I was like younger, but I that I was like seeing the city actually. It's a little different in the summers than Wisconsin. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Do you like uh, Mexican food? Oh, I love Mexican Oh, food. perfect. Then you will be just Literally fine. Literally love Mexican You will be food. just fine That's here. That's great. Every time I leave <laughs> the state of Texas, I try and find Mexican food adequate enough to my standards, and I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So whatever Mexican food you think you've had and enjoyed, just you're not even ready. <laughs> not even ready. Um, Let's see. What else do we got here? How would you describe your style? I saw you posting on social from the Bucks games, and it looked it looked like you are one to dabble to dabble in the street style. So, how how would you describe your style? Yeah, I think dabble is a good word. I you know, I think whatever I feel in the morning, that's what I put on. Like honestly, I think it is more of a street style though. Like I like jeans, shirt, you know, things but shirt and I'm, I'm a big sneakerhead, actually. So, that's yeah, street style is definitely, definitely what I like to wear. So, are like pre-game outfits? Is that something that you like plan and put effort into, or is it just kind of like, eh, this is what I'm feeling today? I think it's gonna be how I wake up. If I wake up like I feel like it's fresh today, then maybe I'll pick out a fit. But if I just want to throw on a sweatsuit, then I might do that. So, it's definitely gonna depend on my mood. I feel that. I feel that for sure. One uh, one more basketball question, just because um, I'd definitely be interested to know: at what point in your life or, or your basketball career did you start to realize that this was a possibility that you could uh, go pretty high in the WNBA draft? Um, I knew it was like a feasible goal, uh, probably about. Well, I played. So I played both, but I, I, I played soccer after my freshman year. So when I started, like, just focusing on basketball, I knew, like, you know, I was just saying, like, okay, yeah, my goal is to, you know, reach the WBA. But I think, like, that I knew I would need to, you know, be at the top, compete probably around sophomore year in college. 
I mean, like, because, I mean, I was good in high school, you know, McDonald's on American, all that stuff, but that's high school, you know, you never know how that translates to college. So once sure. I started actually dominating in the, at the college level, then that's, you know, that's probably when I realized it. And your brother plays football, correct? Yes. So has he had any words of advice for you or just kind of uh, guidance or played a role in you getting to where you are? Definitely. I mean, I talk to my brother every day. I go to him with about everything. And, I mean, he always gives me advice, basketball-wise, life-wise, everything. So, you know, he's giving me tips, just things to do, you know, work ethic, take care of your body, just little tips like that. But, you know, he definitely is a big help and guide in my life. Sounds like y'all have some pretty athletic genes in your family. Um, one more yeah. question before we move on to our rapid fire round. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, which I'm kind of upset. I had a whole year to catch up, but I did, I tried to watch the first episode. I just couldn't get into it. But everybody said you need to get over that part. So literally, same. Yeah, same. you're you're in good company. <laughs> Neither one of us have watched Game Game of Thrones, but it I really want to start. I'm super tired of relevant. Post and not knowing what they're talking about. Me too. So. I have really bad FOMO <laughs> and. I'm I know with you. exactly. I'm with you. I told myself <laughs> over the past year that I was going to watch it, and then life happened, and here we are a year later. Still haven't watched it, but maybe once everyone once maybe it's over, is, is yeah, and then everyone starts to rewatch it, I'll like hop in on that, and we can all experience it again. For we the could first have time like a together. Wings Office. Oh yeah, just viewing binge. Game of Thrones binge. Perfect. <laughs> in all our spare time, you know, because we all have so much of that during the season. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, that wraps up our kind of more serious questions. But now we are going to head into a rapid fire round and we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock and you're going to try and get through as many of these as possible. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, let's do this. 60 seconds starts in three, two, one, go. Texting or talking? Texting. Nicknames? 3K. Uh, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or talk to animals? Talk to animals. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. How long does it take you to get ready? At least two hours. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. Favorite restaurant? Red Lobster. Celebrity crush? Morning or night person? Night. Your guilty pleasure? Candy. One place you want to travel? Bora Bora. Boom. Done. All rapid fire questions answered in under 60 seconds like a true competitor that you are. I had a a buzzer (laughs) downloaded ready to go, but... We didn't even need it. Well, she always beats the buzzer anyway. Ooh, Nice. <laughs> well, Arike, thanks for joining us on Wingspan. I'm sure um, all of our fans are anxiously awaiting your arrival here in Dallas, as are we. So good luck with your training and stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you in Dallas in a couple weeks. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Arike. All right. Be glad. See you. So I don't think we touched on this again in the call since it was in the rapid fire round, but we're going to have to talk with Arike a little further about why it takes her two hours to get ready. Yeah, she's watching Netflix or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But that. Th- stay tuned. 
to find out why Arike takes two hours to get ready. But next up, we've got a call with our 17th overall pick, our second round pick out of Iowa, Megan Gustafson. And we'll hear from her next. Hey, Megan, what's up? Not much. How are you? Good. How are you? So you've got Mackenzie Friedman here and Ian Davis. Um, I'm the digital digital content manager for the Wings, and Ian um, is the manager of live events and our our podcast producer. And I'm the host. So you are currently on the episode. What are we on? Three, three. four. Episode three of Wingspan. Um, how awesome. are you? Good. How about you? Good. So um, we just kind of want to check in, and this is actually our first time to get to chat, which is pretty cool. Um, So we've got a couple questions for you. We're going to do some rapid fire a little bit later, and um, yeah, and then we'll get you on your way. So how much time do you have have to hang with us today? Yeah, um, whatever you need. I mean, 10, 15 minutes would probably be great. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So let's just jump right in. Draft was a couple days ago. I've followed you on social media a little bit and seen that you've been all over the place. You've been in LA and back to school and all that kind of stuff. So what have the days post draft been like for you? Yeah, it's honestly been a whirlwind. Um, you know, I mean, obviously it was amazing to be able to be in New York and to hear my name called in the draft. And, you know, right after that, we headed out to LA the next day for the, um, John Wooden Awards for the ESPN show. And that was amazing too. Um, you know, but it's just, it's been so exciting to see, you know, social media and how excited they are for me and, um, you know, just to see, you know, the other people that are going to be going to Dallas too, the other draftees. And so um, I'm just really excited to, to get to Dallas. <laughs> Absolutely. So your answer actually led me into a couple more questions that I have for you. So on draft night, you're in New York, Nike headquarters, your name gets called. What is going through your mind? Yeah, um, it was just so exciting. You know, I think it was more of a release than anything, you know, because, Everyone's getting their names called, and you're, and their their futures are kind of certain right then and there. And you just kind of want to know at that point. But um, honestly, it's just been incredible, and um, I'm really excited, um, especially just to explore a new area and um, get to know the team. Well, social media exploded once your name was called, particular particularly the Iowa faithful. They do not mess around. <laughs> They don't. They really, they're just honestly the best. Our, yeah, our mentions, <laughs> your likes, anything we post regarding you gets super, super engagement on it, which I love. Uh, makes my job super <laughs> easy. But what what's so special about Hawkeye Nation? The fans, the school, the basketball, all that. Yeah, I mean, our fans are second to none. They're so amazing. And I think what makes it so great is that, um, you know, despite not having a professional team in the state of Iowa, like a full-on special team, um, you know, the fans have us to cheer for, you know, and we're kind of like that pro team um, that they've always wanted. And so, you know, they just, they love it. They're, they go crazy on football game days, basketball game days. Um, they're always supporting and That's what I love about, about our fan base here in Iowa. I love that. I love that. Hopefully, hopefully a lot of them will make their way um, into wings nation and become, become wings fans and travel down here for some games yeah. and stuff. Hey, Megan. Yeah. Obviously, basketball. Hi. Hey, it's uh, obviously it's been a big part of your life. At what point did you realize, and or at what point did you start to say, okay, the WNBA is a possibility? Yeah, um, you know, I've always loved basketball. You know, growing up, both my parents played and my sister played. Um, but honestly, I think the turning point for me was 
my eighth grade year. So um, I actually grew up in a super small town. I graduated with 11 kids in my entire class. And, and so when eighth grade year came, there wasn't enough, enough girls to join, to have an eighth grade girls team. And so obviously that was super devastating for me. Um, but, you know, the the boys, eighth grade boys head coach came up to me and they said, hey, you want to join, you can join. And so I actually ended up starting on the eighth grade boys team. And um, actually, you know, at one point during one of the games, the the opposing head coach came up to my coach that I was being too rough on the boys. <laughs> and so I think that was definitely a turning point of realizing that I could really do something with the sport. That's so cool. I love that. That might be my, my favorite <laughs> interesting fact um, so far. So <laughs> so you competed on the boys team in middle school. You graduated with 11. Mm-hmm. I graduated high school with 31, and I thought that was really small. Um, but you know, mine, yeah, that's pretty small. Still. But mine was three times the size of yours. So, um, <laughs> but with I think you know your work ethic, just coming from a small or small town, and um, have that small town mentality, and then you know playing with the boys, and always kind of having that not a chip on your shoulder necessarily, but just having a having to work hard for everything you've been given. But your AP Player of the Year, you are the fourth player in women's college basketball history to record a thousand points in one season like what kind of work goes into accomplishments like that to getting you know to where you are being drafted 17th overall into the WNBA and right. all those awards and stuff yeah it takes so much work um you know just all the, the thousands of hours that's been in the gym and it's not just shooting you know just to shoot it's shooting those game shots and um you know going 100 percent all the time in practices every single day you know, never going less than 100%. And, you know, this past summer, we actually, every summer we've had like a shot club. And so your your goal is to make a certain amount of shots. And this past year, our goal was to make, make 16,000 shots over the summer. And um, I actually ended up making 18,400. And so it's just going above and beyond, doing more than what's required, going the extra mile. Um, and I think that's honestly why I've been able to do all that I have been. Absolutely. I think if you look through a lot of social media comments and uh, mentions when your name is searched, uh, a lot of the feedback, a lot of the responses um, to a lot of our social media posts have been, nobody will work harder than Megan. She will work her tail mm-hmm. off. You tell her to do something and she will, you know, not sleep until until it's done. So I think that speaks very highly about you and about your work ethic and um, what you'll bring to Dallas. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be there and to work as hard as I can. Have you been in contact with your fellow Wings draftees since the draft, or what kind? What have those conversations been like? Yeah, so um, you know, Enrique. So I played against her, you know, when you know, she was at Notre Dame, and um, you know, I played against her in AAU, and so I know a little bit about her. Um, but you know, we were talking, and we got to know each other right up until the draft, and so it was really cool that we were able to get a selfie together right before the draft. And, turned out we were teammates and so we're both in the state of wisconsin and um i'm really excited to work with her she's a great player and i haven't been unfortunately i haven't been able to talk with the other um draftees but i'm excited to get to know them as well yeah that selfie is pretty popular around the office (laughs) we were going to take y'all on a tour on a tour of arlington and uh take the frame around and take pictures of it in front of different like Arlington monuments and uh, big places Love in Arlington it. and give y'all a little, a little tour, but we, we didn't get around to it. Things got kind of busy, but stay tuned. It might still be coming. A <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, couple more questions uh, before we get into the rapid fire. How would you describe your game? Yeah. Um, I would say my game is, um, you know, a lot of times it's around the block, um, you know, back to the basket, 
I really pride myself on footwork. That's something that um, I've really worked on day in and day out at Iowa. Uh, being able to be crafty, you know, with my feet and with my positioning, you know, especially because I might not be the tallest post on the floor, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be you know, the hardest worker down there. And um, you know, what's great is you know this past year I've been able to really develop my mid range shot to pull my my range out. So you know, I have some power forward skills too, and so I'm really excited to continue working on that as well. Love that. So as you, you know, training camp gets closer, a couple weeks away, uh, how are you preparing? How are you preparing for that? Yeah. Um, you know, just a lot of trying to keep in shape, you know, keeping that game shape and, you know, do some lifting conditioning and obviously working on, um, again, extending my range, you know, doing some three point shooting, some pick and pop. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, maybe I didn't emphasize as much um, just because we didn't really do it. Uh, we didn't even need it in, um, you know, our system here at Iowa. But, you know, it's not that I don't do the, I can't do those things. I, I can't. But um, I'm just excited to work on something different. And um, I'm just really excited for the new challenge. That's super cool. I can't I can't imagine what, what that would be like. But we're super excited to get you to Dallas. So speaking of Dallas, have you ever been? You know, I've been to the airport. <laughs> You know, passing through on a connecting flight. So I don't know if that counts. Which one? Love Field or George? I'm new to Dallas myself, and I took a shot at being able to name both airports. <laughs> okay. <laughs> George so, Bush is in Houston. Yeah. Close. So it's I, okay. <laughs> I was assuming DFW, though. Yeah. Uh, yep, I think so. So, but you haven't been outside of the airport? No, I have not. Ooh, well, do you like Tex-Mex and barbecue? That sounds good to me. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Um, well, I'm I've lived in Dallas my whole life, so I'm kind of biased, but I think I think you'll enjoy it. Other than the really really hot summers, which okay. could be kind of hard to get used to, but the good thing is, is you play an indoor sport, which is air conditioned. True. So, um, <laughs> just stay inside. <laughs> hmm. Um. So now some fun questions. Do you have any pets? Um, I have one cat, um, but I actually did grow up with horses with my family, and we had a, a couple dogs, too, growing up. Oh, horses. You'll fit in great in Texas. Although people have yeah. this, this image of whenever I meet people from other states, they're like, oh, do you ride horses to school? And I'm like, no, we have cars, <laughs> just like I you. Say yes. <laughs> I do. I, I do, in fact, ride you, a horse you to do. school. <laughs> um, but no pets that you'll be bringing with you for the season. No, no, no. Just staying focused on the game. Yeah. Awesome. Um, one last question because it's super big on social media these days. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do. You I do. do. Did I you just get forgot to watch, me into it. Did you get to watch the episode that just aired? I did last night. I did with my roommate. It was pretty crazy, honestly. <laughs> I don't watch it yet. I want to. I had a year. I know I had a year to catch up, and I didn't do that but um yeah. we won't give away any spoilers but i just wanted to get get your reactions of the the episode that everybody was talking about yeah i mean it was pretty intense you know it's, i like how all the characters are finally coming back after so many seasons of being apart and so i think that's the best part about this next season coming up here <laughs> yeah the last one and then i don't know what people are going to uh, do the internet ju might just burn down when Game of Thrones I think is it over. might, to be honest. It might just explode. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got – we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and we're going to just ask okay. you 
um, some questions. We're going to try and get through as many as we can, and you'll hear a buzzer once the 60 seconds is up, and then you'll be on your way. How does that sound? Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Ready? 60 seconds starts in three, two, one. Texting or talking? Sorry. Oh, sorry. What was that? Texting? <laughs> no, you're fine. Texting or talking? Talking. Uh, do you have any nicknames? Meg. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or talk to animals? Ooh, talk to animals. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready? Uh, about an hour. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, ooh, that's a good question. A pink slug bug. A superpower? Did you say a, a car? I so if you could have a superpower, but I like a pink slug bug too. Oh. I will take that answer. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that does, but I want Me it too. Me either. Like, uh, what happens? Like, you hit someone and they turn pink. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Um, uh, your favorite restaurant? No, but super, oh, super oh, sorry. Um, you can go ahead and answer no, the superpower and the favorite okay, restaurant. Okay, superpower would be flying. Favorite restaurant? Ooh, there's a place called Mama's Deli in Iowa City that's super good. Oh, sounds delicious. Well, that is 60 seconds. You did a fantastic job, and you answered a bonus question. So what car would you oh, have? Cool. You would have a pink slug bug, which is Same. awesome. Yeah. Right. Love it. Love it. Well, Megan, we will let you go, but thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and hopefully all of your rabid Iowa fans will listen to the pod and give us great reviews and learn maybe a little bit about you that they may not have known, like your favorite car is a pink slug bug. <laughs> thank you so much for having me of course of course well uh keep training hard and we'll see you in dallas in a few weeks thanks megan see you then bye. thank you bye what a neat kind of selfie that she got to take with Enrique that ended up just not going viral on twitter but getting a lot of engagement on twitter and we actually ended up printing it out and framing it in this office so we've got a we've got a selfie with our first and second round draft picks from this year's draft just chilling in the office throw it on the wall Yep, maybe we'll take them on, on a tour of Arlington like we talked about. But next up, we got to speak to our third-round pick, 22nd pick overall, Kennedy Burke out of UCLA. Hey, Kennedy, what's up? How are you? Good, how are you? This is Mackenzie and Ian here, and you are on episode three of Wingspan. Hey, Kennedy. Sounds good. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, anytime, of course. So... We're just going to kind of chat and catch up and ask you a few questions and um, see how life's been since the draft. Okay, that sounds good. So, for starters, your name was called, shown up on the screen last week. What was going through mm-hmm. your mind? Honestly, I was just in shock. The fact that I saw my name on the screen, I was a 22nd pick. And the fact that I got to enjoy that moment with my teammates, you know, my coaches and Overall, the experience was amazing, and I would this. I think that day I'll never forget. Honestly, I love that. I I couldn't imagine forgetting something like that either. So, how are you kind of preparing between time of the draft and then upcoming training camp in a couple of weeks? What do your days look like? I, yeah, I've been working out for two weeks now. I've been doing um, on court stuff. I've been doing um, impact conditioning stuff. I'm actually going to do one after this, after this phone call. So. Just try to prepare myself uh, mentally and physically for this training camp. So, 
Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. Have you been to Dallas before? I have not actually, but I have family out there, so I think it'll be fun to see them. Oh, that'll be so fun. Is there anything that you yeah. are looking forward to or are not looking forward to about Dallas? Or are you just kind of, you know, going with the flow? I'm like, and I'm, Yeah, I'm trying to make me just my new coaches and staff, you know, because it's a new experience, a new chapter for me, so I'm just excited overall. When you saw your name and you saw that it was the Dallas Wings, what did you already know about the Wings or just kind of what have you learned since that night? Um, I did a little studying afterwards when I saw um, um, my name and then Dallas Wings. And, um, I knew that Skylar Diggins has been there. Um, but everything else, I'm really like kind of unfamiliar about it, but I'm still excited. So. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of feel like it's like a, a fresh start, a brain. Blank slate. Man, those are two tongue twisters back to back there. Um Yeah. But yeah, you just get to come in and come in and work hard. So what does that what does that mentality look like as you um you said you're getting your mind right, getting your body right and everything. How are you getting your mind right as you head into training camp? Well, I know that it's gonna be completely different from college. It's gonna be like a a whole three sixty turn, so I'm just gonna I'm I I'm gonna have to come in knowing that everything's gonna be much faster. I'm gonna have to learn plays and defense more quickly than I did in college. So I'm just prepared for that, just to um, know that everything's going to be full speed and coming at me. So I just have to, you know, prepare mentally for it. Your father um, played professional basketball. Has What has um, he kind of passed on to you in terms of advice or encouragement as you're getting ready to take this next step? He, he has always told me just to be the best player that I can be. Um, to go into every game, play like it's your last, play like the like the best are watching you, and they're just like, just know that they don't know about you. But once the game is over, they're gonna know about you. So just going into the game like that, just knowing that having that confidence in myself and playing the best that I can do, like that, just he's helped me just put that in my mind. So as I'm as I'm away from my parents, I'm always gonna put that in mind, doing it for them, and then just being the best player that I can be. How would you describe your game on the court? Um, I would say I'm very versatile on the offensive and defensive end. On the offensive end, I could play, um, I could play one through four because I did that throughout my college career. So right. I really don't expect that to change. Um, on the defensive end, I really take pride in my defense because I know that if I'm having a bad shooting night, if I'm not getting what I am on the offensive end, I know I can make up for it on the defensive end, so I really take pride in defense. And then just being, um, I know that I'm long, so I like to use my um, arms and like get deflections, block shots, and just everything. So Yeah, love that. Well, Coach Agler, from what we've heard, is very defensive-minded, so I'm sure you two are going to get along really well uh, with, that defensive, yeah. with that defensive mindset. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like defense is... Defense is, like, the hugest part of basketball because I feel like defense and free throws win games. So I feel like just focusing on defense a lot will help me just prepare for it his coaching style. So Yeah, well, switching gears a little bit, UCLA, right in the heart of, you know, Los Angeles. Have you had any cool, like, mm-hmm. celebrity run-ins or sightings or anything like that? It's funny because – Every summer that I've been there, we've always have NBA players come out and scrimmage against each other in um, one of our gyms called Stack. And um, every now and then, every summer, I would like 
me and my teammates would go and watch them and just be like completely just in shock just to see that uh, NBA players are playing right in front of us. And some of them were pretty nice and pretty cool just to come up with us and introduce themselves. And if we asked for a picture, they would take with us. And I think it's pretty cool just to see NBA players that girls and boys look up to and just to see them right in front of us is like an experience that I will never forget. So Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So Kennedy, yeah. we hear that you are a fan of horror movies. Yes, I love scary movies. <laughs> yeah. What, what is your favorite I, horror movie? Um, I mentioned, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie. It's called Orphan. It came out like a few years back. It's, scary. it's one of those scary movies that turned out like really good. Because, you know, there are two movies now that aren't really that good. They just like scary, but like there's no really meaning behind it. But I feel like Orphan has been a scary movie that like all the way through has been like really good, had a huge plot twist that shocked probably everyone. And I'll say that's my favorite horror movie. I but remember overall, hearing that like all over social media yeah. about Orphan. But I yeah. do not do scary movies. I cannot or I wouldn't really? like I wouldn't sleep or go anywhere by myself for like a year. So <laughs> how do you feel but about also, I'm I'm a I'm sorry. No, go, no, go ahead. ahead. No, I also also mentioned that I'm a, I'm also a huge fan of animated movies, so like Disney, Pixar. Oh so yeah. So I'm like a huge diehard fan for my Disney movies. So now those I can get that in there. You need that balance. You yeah. Know? You need to be able to watch like, you know, when Lion you King in the morning the and then The Conjuring movie. at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, yeah. have you seen the trailer for the new live action Lion King that's coming out? I saw bits and pieces of it, but I've liked the the um, animated version, so I know I'm gonna love this version. So I'm excited to see that. Oh my gosh! But I also want to see. You need to go watch it. It's got like Beyonce okay. and James Old Jones, I know. and like it looks yeah. amazing. It gives me chills every time. Did y'all see the I know. photo that came out of like the live action Lilo and Stitch, where they <laughs> showed the picture of what? Stitch? Le- yeah, like Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I I I think it's real. People were I'm looking at it. That right now. Yeah, look it up. It's oh like Stitch looks. Now that looks like a horror movie. <laughs> so really, that, Lilo Stitch? Because yeah. of Stitch, because he looks scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he doesn't he doesn't look right. I'm not gonna lie. I just Lilo and Stitch is one of my favorite <laughs> movies growing up. I love Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I used to, to love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. You should go oh look my it God. up. It's worth it. How do you feel about? Okay. Uh, and I don't want to spend the entire time talking mm-hmm. about scary movies, but. I feel like horror is a genre where, like, we're starting to get all the remakes, you know, um, where they're remaking uh-huh. the classics. Have, how do you feel about that? Have you seen any of them? I know they were remaking, you know, what was it, Friday the 13th. And I know, what did you see? The, oh, it? yeah. Did you see it? I actually thought that one was pretty decent. I thought, yeah, I saw it. I thought it was pretty decent. I never saw the original version of it, but oh, the wow. version that came out two years ago, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is pretty solid. So if there's a second part coming up to it coming yeah. like for that specific series i would probably watch it because the first one was pretty solid so so do you yeah. get to disneyland very often being in california or just too busy honestly the we went to disneyland a few months ago and now is the first time i went for like it's been like probably five years and you know how they say, like, Disneyland is, like, the happiest place on earth? Honestly, when I went, I felt like a five-year-old kid, and I just had a blast. It is and literally the happiest place on earth. I walk in is. there and, and just start crying. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And the fact that I was, at the time I was 20, like, 
21 and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. a 21 year old actually like I'm five years old. Just it's, can't stop smiling because I'm in Disneyland. It's but unreal. <laughs> well, yeah, it Dallas, is. We have Six Flags. It's not quite the second, the happiest, the second happiest place on earth. <laughs> no, it's okay because I'm a huge fan of roller coasters, so I'm down to do whatever. Oh, if it's Six Flags, if it's, yeah. So, perfect. Well, we'll go to yeah. Six Flags and we'll, we'll put a GoPro on you and we'll shoot some cool content. Sounds good. Sweet. Um, so I think, do you have any more questions for Kennedy? Nope. I'm, no? Perfect. We are going to finish this up with a rapid fire round. So we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock and we're going to try and get through as many of our rapid fire questions as we can in 60 seconds. Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel catching, but let's do it. You're ready. Perfect. All right. Clock starting in three, two, one, go. Texting or talking? Talking. Do you have any nicknames? KB. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or talk to animals? Ooh, talk to animals because I love animals. Favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready? Five to ten minutes. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. Favorite restaurant? Oh, no chapstick. Celebrity crush? Ooh. Ah, Paul Wesley. Morning or night person? Night. Guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure? Um, ice cream. One place you want to travel? Italy. Oh, with one second to spare. Really? One second to spare. We got through all... Of our rapid fire questions, Kennedy, that was a lot of fun. You That's said amazing. so five. I know that was. Side note: You said five to ten minutes to get ready, which is the leader amongst yeah. the draftees. Yeah, we've talked to all of you really? so far, and you lead at five to ten minutes. We have, I think, someone said thirty minutes. Someone oh else God. said an hour, and Arike said two hours. Two hours. Oh my God! So we'll have to talk to Arike about what her her getting ready looks like and why on earth it takes two hours (laughs) yeah honestly with me i'm i'm once i i brush my teeth wash my face and then put some clothes on and i'm ready to go honestly i just throw on whatever if it's if it's a chill day i just throw on whatever and then my day is just already set you know so i know i feel that yeah that perfect well we'll we'll do so i'm sure you'll get you'll get to know those getting ready routines uh come training camp in a couple of weeks yeah well, thank you so much. We won't keep you any longer, but um, thank you again for joining us on Wingspan, and we will see you in just a couple weeks at training camp. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. We'll talk to you later, Kennedy. Thanks, Kennedy. Okay. No problem. We kind of covered the whole gamut there from the scary movies to Disney World, but I guess that's what you can expect coming out of California. You yeah, know? and, you know, I, I still don't know how I feel about all these live action remakes of all these Disney movies with the Lion King and Aladdin and now Lilo and Stitch. I'm here for it, except for Lilo and Stitch, because I looked that picture up and that was not right. (laughs) I highly, (laughs) highly encourage all you listeners out there to go Google live action Lilo and Stitch and you will be sad. That Stitch actually is going to appear in the second It movie. (laughs) You will be sad. But last but definitely not least, we spoke to our 29th overall pick out of UC Davis, Morgan Birch.
Hey, Morgan, what's up? Uh, nothing much. How are you? How this are you is doing? Good. This is Mackenzie Friedman with The Wings, and you're also here with Ian Davis, and you are currently on episode three of Wingspan. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, Morgan. Of course. Of course. So um, we just want to chat with you a little bit, just talk about what your life has been like since um since draft and kind of get to know you a little bit more i know we've got some fans that are listening and i'm sure some of your uc davis family will be listening as well so um yeah what have what have you been up to today um today so far i just woke up worked out um took myself some breakfast and did some homework so Nice. Nothing all that exciting so far. I miss college so much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So let's rewind to draft a little bit. It was almost a week ago now. What was it like hearing your name called? Um, I mean, it was amazing. Uh, You know, going into that day, uh, we weren't really sure what to expect. Um, Obviously, we were very hopeful um, that my name would get called, that, you know, get to see your name pop up on screen and stuff. But there was a lot of unknown uh, walking to that day. We weren't really sure where I was at in terms of, uh, you know, whether or not I was going to get drafted. And, uh, you know, when my name uh, popped up on screen, that was just amazing. Uh, I was with my coaches and a couple of my teammates. And obviously there was a little bit of a freak out. You know, we got up uh, hugging each other yelling, screaming, crying, all the emotions you could uh, expect in a moment like that. It was really just incredible. And, um, you know, I couldn't have ever imagined what it was going to feel like, but it was pretty incredible. So you led me right into my next question and you kind of already answered it. So you were, you just had a little low key watch party kind of thing with your teammates and your coaches and stuff. I mean, yeah, since since it was kind of unknown about whether or not it was actually going to happen, it was just me and my my head coach, my assistant coach, and then um, my uh, twin teammates who I actually live with. So it was just like a couple of us hanging out in the living room. Um, we watched all the way through. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun just to have kind of a, a small group there to, to really celebrate. Absolutely. People that have been there with you this whole time. Did, did you talk to your family shortly after that? Oh, yeah. The, the phone call streamed in. Um, you know, each one of each of my sisters called me, you know, my obviously my parents and then I called my grandparents and they're such huge supporters and it was just a ton of text messages, a ton of phone calls just from everyone you could imagine, every single one of my teammates. Um, yeah, so it was it was really awesome just to, you know, get all that support and um everyone was just so excited for me. So that was just really incredible. I love that. So staying on the topic of your family it looks like you have you come from a really athletic family. Have they been supportive and, you know, have they kind of been a guide for you this whole way and inspiration and motivation, all that kind of stuff? Right, of course, yeah. Uh, you know, my um, my grandpa played three sports at Laverne, actually, um, and so he's obviously an athlete in the pure form of it, right? Um, but my sister played basketball at uh, UC San Diego for four years. And then uh, my mom was going to play at UC Santa Barbara, but um, she had to medically retire pretty early on. So um, it's definitely, yeah, that, that side of the family definitely has a, a ton of athleticism. And then uh, the other side, my dad's side, just, you know, has all the brains, the, the you know, the engineering side of everything was kind of where I get that from. So yes. it's definitely a really cool combo. I got the, the athletics and then the uh, smarts from one side. 
Yeah, you got the best of both worlds. I kind of feel kind of feel a little inadequate over here. Um, <laughs> my, my athletic career didn't go past high school, but that's okay. Now I'm working on the other side, and I'm much better that way. Uh, but talk to us a little yeah, bit about your I, major. I don't even think I could wrap my mind around it. Right. Um, so uh, I'm biomedical engineering. So basically when you think about it, it's um, the tie between engineering and uh, medicine. So if you think about, uh, you know, all the devices that doctors use, whether that be imaging or prosthetics or something like insulin pump, you know, all these things are things that engineers had to create right. at some point. So a lot of that is um, where the biomedical engineering side comes comes in. And, you know, there's also things where you can get into biomechanics, studying how the human body works and be that kind of engineer, someone who's more of a analysis. So there's definitely a lot of different um, realms you can go into within the biomedical field. Um, I'm definitely focusing on biomechanics, um, hopefully being able to use my uh, engineering degree to you know, within the athletic community at some point. Um, you know, whether or not that's, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, who right. knows where I'll end right. up. But um, that's the plan as of right now, just um, trying to finish up that degree uh, with an emphasis in biomechanics. When did you decide that that was um, the degree that you wanted to pursue? Was it before you um, went to college or is it something that you kind of discovered while there? Yeah, I um, so I came in as a biomedical engineering. So, um yeah, I don't know. In high school, I actually had this report for one of my classes, um, and it was like you had to, you know, pick three different majors and um, kind of just like do a full flesh out um, about what each one was. And so um, it was one of the ones that I had done in that report, and it was obviously just something that was super interesting to me because I kind of thought about like, going into the medical field or even doing, uh, you know, sports medicine, things like that. Um but I also still had the engineering side of me that was all about the math, all about the physics. So I really enjoyed that. So kind of being able to find a balance between the two was really awesome for me just because, it, like I said, it ties in the engineering as well as the um, medicine. So it was definitely an awesome option for me. And then once I got here, um, yeah, I just really liked it. It was really interesting to me, um, you know, getting to learn, giving, getting to have like those kinesiology, the anatomy um, classes as well as having the physics and engineering classes. So it was just an awesome time for me, and then I just stuck with it all the way through. Do you think that having a knowledge of biomechanics um, helps you on the basketball side of things at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, anytime that, you know, you're going to rehab or one of your teammates has an injury or you're just, you know, doing um, – preventative things it's always like i always ask my uh, athletic trainer all the time just about like different muscles when she's doing something i'm like what is this doing you know how is this preventing things so i think it's just i don't know i find it really interesting so it's kind of fun for me to learn that kind of stuff um and then i don't know i don't know if it necessarily helps anything but i don't know i think it's just um you know getting to know your body a little more and having that um you know, the knowledge behind the things that you're uh, experiencing as an athlete is just kind of cool. Sure. That's really cool. It sounds like, sounds like you got it all together. You got a really good head on your shoulders. So tying it all back together, school, basketball, all that kind of stuff, training camp is coming up in a few weeks. Are you on the verge of graduation? What are your next few weeks kind of look like? Right. Yeah, it's definitely um, been a, a, a process to try and figure that out exactly it's still it's still in the work 
because um, I have a really big senior design project right now, actually. And so it's basically where you're like, you have a problem, you have a need, and you're trying to like prototype things, right. actually. So um, that's a group project that, um, you know, you're prototyping, you're doing testing. So it's definitely going to be a process to try and figure that out. I might have to, you know, FaceTime in a lot or something like that. Yes. Um, it's still it's still a work in progress, but um, the goal is definitely to graduate um, in June. Actually, my graduation's on June fourteenth, so um, definitely to graduate. Even um, if it's you know the six weeks that I have left, um, you know, I'm, I may be doing a lot of teaching myself. You know, getting right. some test proctors and stuff. But it's definitely going to get it going to have to be like a a way to figure it out amongst my professors and um, things like that. But graduation is definitely uh, very important to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's really cool. So on the basketball side of things, how are you training and preparing for a training camp that's coming up in a couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm doing stuff every day. I um, had a workout with my coaches yesterday, um, you know, just trying to keep, um, the skills up, the shooting up, as well as um, fitness and things like that. And then, um, you know, getting in the weight room a couple times a week, uh, trying to keep that strength up. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be um, just trying to build on that fitness, making sure I'm where I want to be when I get to camp, and then uh, making sure, you know, my shots looking good and, um, you know, everything just tighten, tighten up the details a little bit before I get there. Yeah, so what's your kind of mindset as you head into training camp? Um, you know, knowing that you're you're competing for a spot, it's there, it's, you know, it's yours to take. How do you kind of pump yourself up and give yourself little pep talks about, like, you know, just getting your mind right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, every the way that I work a lot as an athlete is, is um, taking a lot of the emotion out of it because sometimes when I get myself so hyped up, I start to stress out a little bit, you know? Yes. So it's just um, making sure that I'm going in there, doing what I know that I'm capable of doing. Um, you know, I haven't gone to this point uh, out of pure luck. You know, I have I have the skills to be here, and it's all about just going in there um, and doing exactly what I know that I'm capable of doing, um, going in there, working really hard, um, you know, never giving up and just um, – going out there with with a purpose I think um and and knowing that I'm I'm capable of doing some incredible things I am capable of making the team so just having that positive self-talk coming into this um and really making sure that I'm just staying true to me doing what I know I'm capable of doing and uh having a lot of fun with it I think that that's something that's really important as well as this is a once in a lifetime uh you know experience and I should go out there and uh really enjoy the process while I'm uh, working hard and trying to uh complete my goal absolutely I think that's a really good a really good mindset to have and something that that we forget a lot is is the fun the fun part of it this is fun at the at the end of the day you're competing for a chance yeah. to play you, you know, know play a basketball. game for a living everyone yeah. loves basketball exactly exactly well uh Ian do you have any more pressing questions for Morgan I'm ready for rapid fire perfect me too so we are gonna set the rapid timer fire. rapid fire so we hit the serious stuff and now we're gonna hit Kind of the more lighthearted, the fun extra stuff. serious stuff. The extra serious stuff. So we're gonna set the timer <laughs> for sixty seconds, and we're gonna see how many of our rapid fire questions you can get through in that sixty seconds. Are you ready? All right. All right. Clock is starting in three, two, one, go. All right. Texting or talking? Texting. Do you have any nicknames? 
Oh, I have a ton. Mo, Morg, Morgie, Morg, 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 all of them. <laughs> Perfect. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or talk to animals? Talk to animals. Your favorite holiday? Halloween. How long does it take you to get ready? 20 minutes. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Uh, teleport. Favorite restaurant? Oh, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, Blaze and Davis, sure. Ooh, celebrity crush. Oh my gosh. Uh, can I skip? Yep, yep, uh, morning or night person? Night. Guilty pleasure. Oh, I love watching Netflix. Ooh, and one place you want to travel? Um, Greece. Greece, good answer. You got through all of them in 60 seconds. Wow. Yeah, that was Except awesome. The celebrity crush, man. I haven't thought about that I know, in a long time. I know. I put you on the spot there. But um, we've talked to a couple other of um, the draft picks, and Arike said she takes two hours to get ready, and you take 20 minutes. So Two hours? Yeah, two hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what she does for two <laughs> hours, but I guess we'll have to investigate that a little more when she gets here. <laughs> We have also have one last very important question. You said that sure. your guilty pleasures, you watch a lot of Netflix. This isn't on Netflix, yeah. but do you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, of course. Oh. Of course. Yes, I watched it on Sunday when it came out. What were your what were your reactions without giving away any spoilers? Um, I mean, all of the reunions were super cute. Uh, you know, you've been waiting for those since like season 1, so that was awesome. It wasn't actually as like exciting as I thought it was going to be, but I think it was a great start to the season. So we have a confession over here. <clears throat> Neither Ian nor I watch Game of Thrones, but we want to be a part of the. Con I know we want to be a part of the conversation, and it's not like I'm not one of those people that's like proud to not have watched it. I really want to watch it, and I said that over the past year I was going to watch it, but I just didn't life happens yeah um, i mean at this point it's like a commitment because there's been so many seasons right. and the episodes are so long right so it's definitely something you're gonna have to commit to if you want to get through it i'll get there someday i will but um we're <laughs> happy for all you all you thrones fans that that it's back and we'll do we'll do some weekly check-ins to see to see how this final right. season's going <laughs> so that's all, all we've right. got. But thank you so much for joining us. Keep working hard, um, studying hard, and we will see you in Dallas in just a couple weeks. All right. All thank right. you so much. See yeah, you of soon. course. We'll talk Thanks, to you Thanks, Morgan. Later. All right. Bye. It's always uh, cool for me to hear about, like, the reactions or um, the feelings and emotions that go through, you know, these ladies on draft night. I think, you know, for us, we're so busy that night so we had our draft party and we're running around we're all over the place um you know we tend to forget that lives are are changing you know even if it's just for a brief moment so hearing like the story of her with her coaches and her teammates and um you kind of put yourself in you know her shoes um, and just think about everyone who's drafted and all the hard work that goes into that so it's oh, just yeah. it's just kind of cool um just hearing someone talk about that and just being so genuine and raw. Yeah, with, like with those are their those are their battery mates. They're they're, you know, they've gone through blood, sweat, and tears with their teammates and their coaches. And so to 
to get to experience a life-changing moment like that, a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing like that with, with the people that you've been through it all with is is really cool. So congratulations to all four of those ladies. We are super excited to have them here in Dallas in just a couple weeks and um, just get ready for the season. I know the there's a buzz in the air and it, you're, we're starting to feel it around here that season's coming, so ready or not. Here we come, and that leads us straight into our last segment of the day. We've got our Women Crush Wednesday, as we do every single Wednesday. So, Ian, I will let you start this one off. So, this is my first go at Women Crush Wednesday, and it's going to be an easy one, and it is my fiance Brianna, who um, moved up here to Dallas um, shortly before I did. Um, she um, is a big reason why we're rooting for the Dallas Stars, so she just finished up her first regular season uh, dancing for them. So it's been just been awesome seeing her put in the work, the time, um, just the dedication, you know, working her full-time job as well, and then just coming home really late, super sore, um, and still being an awesome fiancé and an awesome dog mom. So the fact, yeah. that, the fact that she's dancing in the NHL playoffs and I get the opportunity to go see her and support her, um, is really awesome. So Heck yeah. very proud of you, Brie. Go Brie, go stars. Love that. My Women Crush Wednesday is someone that I've actually never met, but someone that I recently started following on Twitter who works in the sports industry herself and I just think is really cool. She is um, she's funny. She's creative. She's a champion for women's sports for the WNBA. She previously worked in the WNBA and currently works for Bleacher Report and does a lot of their social stuff. And I think she's a really great follow if you're a fan of the league and of women's sports and of, um, you know, just women supporting women. And her name is Meredith Minkow. I hope I said that right. Uh, like I said, we've never met. But her Twitter handle is at Murr, M-U-R-R-M-I-N-K-S. And I think she's a really, really great Twitter follower. And um, maybe I can cross paths with her someday and, and pick her brain. So right on. shout out to her. Shout out to Brie and all the other really really cool chicks out there so that wraps all up. four of our draft picks oh yeah for sure woman crush wednesday times four um can't wait to for them to get here and watch them ball so that wraps up our women crush wednesday segment that wraps up episode three of wingspan we thoroughly hoped y'all enjoyed getting to know all of our picks just a little bit better and for dealing with me and Ian for the past hour. So make sure you follow us on social media at Dallas Wings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check out our website, dallaswings.com for any other questions. Ian, can we find you on social media? You can. Twitter and Instagram, Ian Matthew Davis. Perfect. Go give him a follow. I'm at Mac Friedman on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out, follow the Wings, and we will see y'all on the next episode of Wingspan. back with our second installment of our front office minute like i mentioned before once we started the podcast everyone was begging us to be on the podcast so we figured this is the best way for people in the office to get to come on the pod and talk about what's going on in their in their departments because there's it takes a village and there's a lot of moving parts so I'm not going to tell you who it is, but he's got 60 seconds to introduce himself and tell a little bit about what is going on 
in his world. So timer starts in three, two, one, go. Hey, Wings fans, it's Sean Alexander, Director of Community Development with the Dallas Wings, of course. And uh, we got a lot of stuff in store for you for the 2019 season. Um, we like to kick it off. Uh, we had our Junior NBA Coach of the Year, who was Ashley Robinson. Um, we also like to highlight teams that are in the community, um, whether it's a youth AAU basketball team or a high school basketball team. We want you all to come out and highlight things that you do. Also, we have something called the Dallas Wings Lightning Legacy Readers Program. It just encourages uh, kids to continue to read throughout the summer. Um, we have prizes and incentives for them. Um, just want them to continue to keep reading and come out to some games and check us out as well. Um, also, if you all have been looking on uh, social media, we just recently installed the Dallas Rings Reading Corner in Highland Hills Community Center and Wesley Rankin Community Center. So uh, check those out on our social media platform and uh, continue to keep listening to the podcast. Uh, last but not least, we will be having more things. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for community. No, you can finish your thought. You can finish your thought. No, lastly, we will be having camps and clinics coming up this um, upcoming year as well. So be on the lookout for those. Uh, we'll be posting those soon. So uh, go Where wings. can people reach you, Sean? Uh, you can reach me at 817-900-3162 or at Alexander A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, at DallasWings.com. You heard the man. So for anything community-related, youth basketball, anything like that, Sean is the man, and he will get you all hooked up. And when I say he hooks it up, he hooks it up, right? Absolutely. And I just got buzzed, so uh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, you crushed it. You crushed it. So thanks, Sean, for joining us. That was Sean and Join, and it turned into Sean. John, <laughs> thanks, Sean, for joining us Absolutely. on our front office minute. Absolutely, and then last, last but not least, shout out to my right hand one man, Antoinette Iroko. She's our manager of social responsibility, so she'll be taking care of requests as well. Yeah, and you'll hear from her at some point. But she's been asking the most to be on the podcast, so I told her the more you ask, the longer you're going to have to Absolutely. wait. So, all right, Sean, we'll catch you later. Thanks. This has been a Pegasus Productions podcast.